Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Clinical Scoop. My name is Dan Sfera. I've got a world-famous Chris Sauber and Dr. Al Jazeerly on uh, the show. We are missing Monica, but Monica is uh, busy with a study right now. Uh, so, how's it going, gentlemen? How's it going, guys? It's going very well. Sounds like you're on a motorcycle. Yeah. Are you on a motorcycle? Sounds like... Oh, but there's a motorcycle... Uh, guys behind me here so i wanted to talk about biogen i wanted to talk about the alzheimer's news that came out from the biogen alzheimer's study so i don't know if chris if you can share the screen and pull that up somehow it, it is we're looking at google's uh, page right now i don't know what link you want okay to click there on. we go i see it um so i would click not on the ad but uh that first one there that says five hours ago window with the clinicaltrials.gov of this study, if you can find it. So there's 17 <laughs> studies for Biogen and Alzheimer's. Okay, so go try to go to that article again, like in a new window, and see what drug they're talking about in that article. Yeah, in that one. Let's see what drug they're talking about. Okay. Aducanumab. Yeah, try to find that study um, on there. Biogen's treatment for Alzheimer's disease appears brighter after review after reviewers at the Food and Drug Administration indicated they believed the drug was sufficiently safe and effective. In a lengthy document released Wednesday, FDA staff appeared to endorse approving the treatment, which would become the first new Alzheimer's therapy in nearly two decades. The commentary, which provides the first glimpse at how FDA scientists view the oft-debated treatment, comes ahead of a Friday meeting of outside advisors will issue a non-binding vote on whether to recommend Aducanab's approval. Biogen shares rose nearly 45%, adding $17 billion to the company's market value. Wow. Uh, wow, so 45% in one day? That's what it sounds like. Um, Can we pull up the Biogen stock really quick? So uh, five days. So yeah, it was at uh, wow. two, 243. 3244 a share and it went all the way up to 355. Wow. Yep. In, in Dr. One day. Al, you missed it. You missed in, this one, Dr. In, Al. In one day, <laughs> it went up a th over a third. That's just amazing. Yeah, 40%. Wow. Yeah, 44, wow. 44% right now. We all missed one. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So I, I, I think, in regard to the stock, Dan and Chris, you have to be like. Uh, more diligent to be checking the news and everything. Right. Okay. I, I I would not consider that we missed it. I consider we never looked at it. You know, because right. they said that yesterday somebody recommended it, and today the stock went up. Okay, so somebody recommended to the FDA yesterday to be approved right. because it's a good medication. Yesterday, so if somebody watching the news yesterday who knew this one gonna surge today forty forty four percent. And most people, this is where I think we have our advantage with uh, being researchers, Dr. Al and Chris, is that we know how to look at clinicaltrials.gov. Maybe we know how to read between the lines a little bit with an um, existing study. Now the study is complete. Looks like the one Chris just clicked on. Um, this looks like a phase one. But if you like, I don't think too many investors of biotechs actually analyze clinicaltrials.gov. If they learn how to do this, 
like what we talk about every single week on this show, I think they would be much better equipped and more informed of investors. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. Like we missed it. You know, I agree with you. We never looked at it, but uh, we have been looking at the clinicaltrials.gov uh, <laughs> results. So we, we should have seen the, uh, the phase three or the phase two, whatever it was that the study completed. Yeah. Interestingly, uh, I'm not, here. I'm not seeing a phase two or three completed. We're saying like the Biogen uh, sprinted almost 44% higher after U.S. Food and Drug Administration briefing document appeared to support its uh, aducanumab uh, drug candidate ahead for advisory panel meeting Thursday. So tomorrow going to be the meeting to approve it or not to approve it. So yeah, I guess tomorrow the FDA is going to make an official statement on it. Exactly. Like Holy to cow. let us know if we can do the phase two, because it looks like all the studies you found for us on clinicaltrials.gov were just phase one. They were. And this drug's very expensive. It says a year's supply will cost the patient about $50,000. But this is a monoclonal antibody for sure. Oh, this is another monoclonal antibody. <laughs> yeah, because of the MAB at the end, MAP. So it is, okay. uh, yeah, uh, but what does it do exactly? Which uh, the target for it? I'm not sure. I got you. So interesting. So we see now two, and both from Biogen, actually, right? Oh, no, the other one was Regeneron, uh -huh. um, the monoclonal antibody that uh, Trump took for Human COVID. Human monoclonal antibody that has been studied to treatment Alzheimer's disease. Maybe they're using a IP number still. That You see that no, number no, in no. parentheses? B-I-I-B-A-D-U-C-A-N-U-M-A-B. Go back to that. Uh-huh. Here, let's make it simple for, yeah. for me and for the typist and speller. We might find something now. Four, Four studies. studies. There we go. Enrolling by invitation, terminated, terminated. Okay, so enrolling by invitation. Huge study, and it's still enrolling by invitation. How many sites are in this thing? Maybe Look we it. find maybe we Look find it. Dr. Al, California Research Institute. Where is it? Let's see. I, I, I'm not in the study, <laughs> my friend. I know, I know. Unfortunately not. We have the capability sure. so it's a lot of sites 76 can you see the ie criteria and the i would expect all the, uh, efficacy and things for 2400 yeah. patients i would expect more than 76 sites <laughs> unless it's very simple see participant right. was participating in a previous study at the time of the announcement of early term oh, okay so this is like the extension study uh -huh. um, so that's always a good sign for people looking uh for like either investors or if you're a researcher, that's always, Chris, I think you would agree with me. When you see a sponsor doing like a long-term extension, that's often a very good sign before an official FDA approval. Absolutely. Not say? Oh, absolutely. They've seen promising data. I mean, these are these are businesses. They're in the business to make money. So they're not going right. to invest resources into something that doesn't look promising. And if you think about the money it takes to do a study like this, they're not just going to throw that money, even if it's a company like Biogen, they're not just going to throw that money if they don't think that they have good results. Exactly. Because when, when, even when we've done studies with other companies, when they do a long-term extension ahead of an FDA approval or ahead of a decision by the FDA, I've never seen the FDA not approve it. I would agree. I, I can't recall that ever happening either. 
but we're not giving financial advice and maybe it's already priced in. Maybe FDA approval is already priced in, but it may be something worth looking at if maybe this 355 goes to 425, 455 tomorrow or the next week. I, yeah, absolutely. So at least in my experience, uh, when drugs are approved, they have a good solid few days of, of increase in stock price. Again, not financial advice. But then, depending on how well it's accepted on the mar- in the marketplace, oftentimes you see, you'll see it decrease over the next few months, slowly, right? Right, right. But yes, there's so a haste, think, haste to buy initially. Do you guys think the approval's already priced into the price? Or what do you think? What do you I, think? I, I, I don't think so, because this is not FDA approval. This is recommendation by... Uh, 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 only by uh, one of the uh, committees, okay? Because they're looking more into this study and like this. This company have another study, one of the one that terminated, which is negative on the same medication, the same yeah. study. So, so that's interesting. So, yes. So you don't know if the FDA gonna approve it upon the recommendation of the committee, or right. gonna be a real uh, just like they're going to wait for more results or more number. So you don't know yet what's going to happen tomorrow after the uh, meeting. We don't. Chris, can you scroll down on the when this study, this particular study started? And I would agree. It's up. I would agree with that, um, Dr. L. I would think that there's more possible, more of a possibility for negative results than positive. In other words, if the FDA doesn't approve, you're going to lose 50%, right, value? Right. right. If it is approved, I think it maybe you see 20% gains, something like that. Because it yeah. have already searched the main exactly. search. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. The, only, the only thing that would make me more confident in this is that right there, look at the official title. This was started in March 13th with 2,400 patients. So the open label study with this many patients ahead of an FDA decision is a very strong confidence, sign of confidence on Biogen's part. Mm, absolutely. Uh, to, I would agree. To do something like this. Absolutely. That's the only reason why it's interesting to me. If I didn't see this study here, um, for example, if we saw the phase 3A but no open label, I would be a little more skeptical because for why are they not investing in open label if they're not so confident in their study, in the data? Mm-hmm. And I don't think investors know how to look at clinicaltrials.gov this way like we do. So if you're an investor in biotech, you need to subscribe right now. You need to find Chris's cell phone number and call him. No, you don't. And you, yeah, and you need to reach out to Dr. Al on LinkedIn and myself also because nobody else is talking about this kind of stuff. And look, we're learning as we go. Like this is going to be a new strategy for me ahead of biotech, ahead of FDA approvals. I'm going to look at open label studies. I don't think anyone's tracking this. Uh, Dan, I think we're talking here more about uh, uh, about more sophisticated things in research, like the phase one, two, three, A and B. And stage four, and also the so maybe we you can give a brief about the, the phases so the listener or the yeah. viewer or sure. the will be yeah. more aware about what we're talking about. 
Yeah, yeah. So normally phase one is healthy volunteers, although in the case of this drug, aducanumab, uh, it looks like the phase one was on mild to moderate uh, Alzheimer's, excuse me, um, just like phase one in oncology and phase one in CNS are not always done on healthy volunteers. It could be done on the actual target population. But the purpose of a phase one study is not uh, efficacy, right? I mean, they're collecting this data, a little bit of endpoints, but it's not long enough to be an efficacy study. It's just the short term to see if the drug is harming the patient, right? If they're, if they're like you said, it's a monoclonal antibody. And as we've discussed with the Regeneron study, uh, with, with the cocktail Trump took with the monoclonal antibody, you know, 15% of people develop uh, some kind of allergic reaction to it. So that's the kind of things they're looking at in phase one. And in phase two, they're a little I, longer, I, I, so I would, they're mixing it. I would add one more thing to that phase one. Usually they escalate the dose until people can't tolerate, right? So they have an idea of where the, the dose level should be. Right, right. Tolerated uh, dose level. Okay, MTD. Yeah. Exactly, maximum tolerated dose. Thank you, Chris. And then a phase two, it's a little bit of the same, but they do more efficacy and it's a little bit more long term and they don't need to do MTD anymore because they already found the maximum tolerated dose. So they try to make the dose much less than that mm. uh, to make it practical for people to take on a medium term basis. And then phase three is the same. They probably fine tune the dose even more and uh, they're just looking long term efficacy and of course safety. Safety is always in research, but now when you get to phase three it's more long-term efficacy and then when you get to phase three b like the one we're looking at here it's an open label this is why i'm saying that i'm very i would be bullish on this particular drug without knowing very much about it other than doing this podcast an open uh open, open label, label means nobody's on placebo everybody's on nobody's on active placebo. drug yeah and look how many patients they're trying to put in this study that's not cheap so even someone like biogen who's like top 20 pharma this is not like a low budget study this is a very high uh cost study so for them to do an open label ahead of a fda decision to me is a sign of confidence on the pharma team uh and so if you're an investor and you want to be a more sophisticated investor for biotech you need to learn how to look at clinicaltrials.gov. You know, I know investors look at charts and all that. And, you know, maybe we can learn about that as well because I'm not expert in this. But in clinicaltrials.gov, this is like what I do. This is the business development. I use clinicaltrials.gov for a lot of stuff. And so when you see open label like this and you look at the news and you see the context of the headlines, this is just another tool you can put, again, not financial advice, Let's repeat that again, not financial advice, uh, but another tool that you can put in your tool belt when it comes to analyzing some of these phase three studies. If you see open label like this, it's a, generally a good sign. I would agree. So moving forward. So again, as you said, not financial advice, but moving forward, could you see yourself looking for phase B or open label trials? Phase yeah. three, open label, and saying, yeah, this this isn't uh, priced in yet. I think I might buy some shares here. Yeah, I would do exactly what we just did. Find the drug name, put it in clinicaltrials.gov, see all the studies that are out, the ones that have been completed, the ones that are ongoing, 
and just look at them all. I mean, even a big company like Biogen, you know, this is like they're doing a lot of study. We only found eight studies for it. So you can look at all the eight studies. Some of them, if they're completed, you can find the results as well. Uh, and I would use that as an additional tool if I'm an investor. So give me an indication and we'll just look for phase B studies in that indication. Uh, anything Dr. Al is interested in. Oncology, okay. No, 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 let's go to depression. <laughs> depression. depression, depression. Yeah. So <laughs> you're gonna find a lot, though. That's the problem with depression. It's yes, much 750 more, uh, studies. It's much more refined if we have a drug, you know, like a drug name. So ongoing uh, too, right? Uh huh. Well, like the like the Alzheimer's one we just looked at. I think it was open by invitation, right? So it wasn't even like ongoing it was something else enrolling by invitation there you go yeah enrolling by invitation which would be a phase b study well right? not necessarily no. because you're not going to get it usually they're not going to enroll into a open label you know. oh good point good point yeah yeah try that try that yeah two. see two studies so what's okay yeah chris we just discovered a new strategy for finding some open label stuff Long-term, open-label, flexible dose. Uh, this is for, can fair, you find the uh, sponsor? Fair amount uh -huh. of participants. Yeah. Yeah, down. Uh, August 2016, it started. It's going to end in 2023. So who, who's the sponsor? Let's find I'm this. looking. Lundbeck. Yep. So Lundbeck. can you Google Lundbeck depression, Lundbeck depression drug? This study is supposed to be done in 2023, but the open-label... Here's the thing with open label. Okay, the FDA usually makes a decision before the open label is scheduled to be finished. Right. Right. So this they may be making a decision soon. So if, if we can find the Lundbeck stock, we can find like news on this drug. Uh, so and you that's say basically in a nutshell how we do how I will start to do research, like due diligence as an investor when it comes to biotechs from now on. Thanks to the scoop. Thanks so to my participation in the scoop. So it may be a little, <laughs> a little early to buy into this, into this uh, stock for, for this medication because you're still two years out. Yeah, but that's the thing. So look when they started. They started in 2016. Right. So maybe this one already got approved and we just don't even know. That's the yeah. thing. I suppose that's a possibility. Uh, yeah, because usually the FDA approves before the open label even or right around the time the open label uh, gets started or maybe like a year into it. They don't really look at the open label data. That's just more for the FDA to look long term. But that's like a, a good sign, a bullish sign for a biotech or a drug company to, to invest because it's not cheap to do clinical trial. So you're not going to do an open label of that size yeah, this unless is you have uh, good, uh, good uh, data. I think this has already been uh, approved. Yeah. Yeah. I FDA think it, updates. Trentalex. Yeah. Trent, so we're late on that one. But hey, I mean, we just learned we're not here to give you guys advice. We're here to teach you. Teach a man how to fish and you feed him or her for life. Yeah. So that's that's how you do it, guys. I mean, maybe next week we'll look at another open label stuff. Whenever whenever there's a drug that's about to get FDA decision, I think we should look for whether that drug company invested in open label. And then how big of an open label study are they planning? I think that's a good additional tool to put in your tool belt if you're an investor.
I'm gonna start using them myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, serious. I so, think this is uh, the way to do it. Yeah, Maybe we just... need we need to collect uh, our uh, our uh, input in investing in uh, biotech and make a book out of it. Uh... I think so. You know, Eileen, <laughs> Eileen, who interviewed you for the Clinical Scoop magazine, which I hope we're releasing soon before the year's over. Eileen is an investigative journalist, so I think we give her the tools here. Do some investigative journalism. I want some historical examples of open label studies that started before FDA approval. And then I want the FDA determination within that same year. I think we're going to have like an 80% uh, success rate on that. I'm just in my hunch. I, I think that would be a very good idea. Yeah. I don't think I read ever in, about uh, looking into as a tool for uh, stock picking or stock uh, following or uh, like predicting stock by th doing this way yeah i don't i don't either i mean i think we're a very uh this is very insider baseball type of you know only if you're in research do you know this stuff i mean you don't know this if you're just uh, an investor you don't really look at clinicaltrials.gov you know what's in the pipeline, but you don't know how to analyze and read between the lines of what's an open label. Uh, so I think this is, I think we stumbled onto something good. Oh, you just have to Google, or not Google, but search on clinicaltrials.gov all the different indications, right? Because there's really no yeah. way to, in the front page or home page, there's really no way to, to minimalize that search, right? You can't unfortunately look for open label or phase B, I don't think. I think I, you can I, type I, in open label, like, Exactly. Open dash label the way they wrote it, uh, and I think you can find. But then I would narrow it down by the drug. So you got to know, like, if you're iffy about a drug, about a stock, like for example, what we just did with Alzheimer, right? Like by accident, we discovered this. So oh, wow. we know the drug name. So we just go on clinicaltrials.gov and we see if there's open label for it. I think that's Here. a simple way to do it. Here, he found 7,000 trials. Uh, 100, 159,000 <laughs> trials I found with open Here. label. So Eileen's going to have a lot of writing to do. Okay, 2,700 trials that are either not yet recruiting, recruiting, or enrolling by invitation mm. that are phase three, uh, uh, open label. So there, you, you got 2,700 studies you're going to have to look at to determine which you're going to invest in. Right. I think, uh, like I said, I think if you know the drug name, it's a lot easier. If you're on the fence sure. about should I buy this, should I not? I think one of the last things you should do is put in clinicaltrials.gov that drug and see if you can find anything open label and when it started. Because I think then you, it will let you know if you're early enough or, you know, if you have a little bit more time. I think that I don't think that's the only criteria you should make use, but it's another additional tool in your tool belt that I guarantee you, your competitor, your, your competition is not doing. See, I would say also, again, if I were looking at these 2,708 studies, I would be looking something that's more um, common, right? I'm not looking for an orphan drug treatment, right? Because there's not a lot of money stock market wise to be made there. I don't think. But you remember the study we did with, uh, well, I guess we can say it's hard to have dyskinesia. I, I, it's I kind think of an orphan, you know? Yeah, a little if bit. If you go only for uh, enrolling by invitation, 
I think enrolling by invitation is a shortcut to finding these open label stuff. I think, I, I think it's one of the because best. Because it's an add-on. Criteria, add -on exactly. Study. See, 125. So from 2700 to 125. And I think uh, rolling by invitation, that's give you that the company are very confident about their uh, results and they want certain type of patient for that. So I'd so, be more uh, agreed. And I would be more interested, I think, in a Parkinson's treatment than a, you know, Dravit syndrome. I've never even heard of it. Sure. Uh, don't know sure. what it is. But here's the thing, Chris, I understand because the market's bigger. But there's right. a lot more incentives for these drug companies to work on orphan label stuff. There's like fast tracking oh, and yeah. things like that. So it's actually, if you see an orphan drug that is doing an enrolling by invitation only or open label study, it's probably even more of a bullish sign because they don't really have to do that. Of course. And I completely agree with you. Um, and you're right. I mean, there's more treatments for Parkinson's. So they're, you know, the market's more tailored already opposed to these treatments that there's nothing for um you, you know if you develop something everybody that has it is going to take it so maybe next part. week maybe next week if we find something trending that's about to get approved we can do this strategy again um but you guys if you stay till the end and watch this you got your money's worth first of all you paid nothing so you get your money's worth just to see Chris and Dr. Al handsome faces, you get for free. You get that, this Dr. Is amazing, Al? Amazing faces. deal. Amazing a bonus. Deal. A bonus. A bonus. <laughs> a bonus for the strategy. The, the, the awesome exactly. three guys strategy. Let's call it the awesome three guys strategy and create it. Come on, man. Register. We make a logo. My wife will make a logo like this, and it's going to be so nice. Um, no, but seriously, guys, I think we just discovered this is why I like doing the clinical scoop. I'm learning probably more than you watching. Okay, it's like we're doing this because, well, me, I'm selfish. I want to learn. And so you guys can learn with us in the process. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Make sure you share. Although maybe you don't want to share it because it's you want to keep it for yourself, you sneaky people out there. But you know what? You've got a new tool in your tool belt. And so hopefully you learn something new. And after watching this video, you're a little bit smarter than you were be before you watched it. And that's really our goal every week. And uh, thank you guys very much for watching. Thank you, Dr. Alan, Chris. And let's see if we can do more of these kind of things next week.